Welcome to the Cheryl Reeve Show. We want to let you know about the Legends Classic, legendsclassicmn.com, which will be held in early August down at the Meadows at Mystic Lake in Prior Lake. Beautiful golf course. It's going to be a great event. It is uh, for some classics in the history of the game. Julie Inkster, Nancy Lopez. We had Michelle McGann on the other day. Of course, former Gopher coach and former LPGA star Michelle Redman was on our show a couple weeks ago, and she'll be out there as well. A uh, really cool, cool group of people, and they're looking for, hey, they want to bring a big crowd out there, prove that golf sells in Minnesota. They're also looking for volunteers. Go to legendsclassicmn.com for information on uh, what you can do as a spectator, the pro-am, the tournament, players who have committed, uh, how you can volunteer, any other questions you have, legendsclassicmn.com. Next week on the Cheryl Reeve Show, we're looking for one of uh, – one of the top players to join us and tell us more about the tournament. Thanks for listening to the Cheryl Reeve show. Minnesota Lynx have the longest current winning streak in the WNBA. They've risen from about ninth in the league early in the season, or even at the bottom of the league early in the season, up to number four, uh, playing very well uh, on Wednesday night, entertaining game against uh you know, a, a pretty solid team, and Kayla McBride continued her hot play. I want to ask Cheryl Reeve more about Kayla McBride. This is the Cheryl Reeve Show on TalkNorth.com. Follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod to see our shows as they are released. Best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. Thank you to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thank you also to our, our sponsors, Legends Classic, legendsclassicmn.com. That's how you get tickets to the cool golf event that's going to occur early in August. Uh, successful marketing group. Realtor Cara Quinn, who I'm now working with, and Rudy Luther Toyota. So, Cheryl, tell me everything you can tell me about Kayla McBride. And when did you first – I know you can't tamper with other players, but you can always scout other players. When did you first start thinking she would fit in really well here? Um, I, I think for Kayla it was more of, you know, we've, we've had a chance you know, through the years in her time in San Antonio, you know, even uh, I, I was a huge fan when she was at Notre Dame. I, I you know, I always say that I love uh, Muffet McGraw coach team and uh, Kayla was a part of that. And, and uh, you could see that she was a competitor uh, and that Muffet counted on her, um, you know, uh, just really trusted her. You, you could see that. And so uh, Dan Hughes selected her in, in San Antonio. And I, I, you know, we, we played uh, many, many tough games where we had to guard Kayla along the way. So I think it's more a body of work. Uh, and then, you know, up close and personal at USAB at a few training camps, uh, the college tour in particular, where, um, you know, I was the play caller. And so, you know, you get to learn a lot about a player when you're in actual huddles and communicating things. And, you you know, you, you see uh, a player's player's abilities uh, in situations that you put them in. So you always kind of thought uh, if if Kayla, you know, were on the free agent market, certainly she she would be a player that you'd be you'd be interested in. And, and, uh, so that's what happened. I mean, I didn't necessarily know, I, I known she was a, a pending free agent, uh, as we know with the, the new CBA and the upper max and, um, you know, players, you know, players will leave for different things. Um, and, and we just, you know, we got lucky that from a timing standpoint, uh, you know, she was willing to be a free agent and leave, uh, her current situation. And so we were one of uh, a handful of teams that, that, uh, were vying for Kay- Kayla and, um, you know, we, we just talked to her a lot about, you know, she's, she's 29 and, um, you know, at a point in her career where, uh, I think that her best basketball is about to hit, 
I'm a strong believer in that. You, you spend years, your your first, you know, six, seven years of just learning and figuring stuff out. And then you got it all figured out and then you hit your stride. Uh, and so we really felt like, and I, I told Kayla that I want her to be better uh, at the end of, you know, whatever it ends up being. You know, it's a multi-year contract. You hope that it extends even beyond that. You hope that, you know, that Kayla finds a home here and wants to stay here uh, to finish her career. And so I just I just want to you know, make sure that we're putting in her position that she's improving. And and so that's what we focused on. And, and uh, you know, you, you talked about her play over the last three games. It's the first time in her career uh, that she's strung together three consecutive games of, of 20 plus points. But I think uh, even more valuable uh, is it's, it's not just points. It's how, how she's getting it. Uh, she's rebounding the ball. She's assisting. So a 20, a five plus, five plus game uh, hasn't happened uh, in a while. And there's, you know, she's in small company of players and, and uh, that have done the, the 20 points and the five plus rebounds and five plus assists. Uh, and then she's defending at the other end. Uh, so we're getting everything possible out of Kayla right now. And, and uh, you know, I think she's having a lot of fun doing it. So, you know, when you sign a free agent, we all immediately go to the offensive stats. That's the easy thing to do. And obviously when you're spending money for agency, you do want somebody who can shoot and score. Uh, did you know she could defend like this? No, <laughs> but I learned, I learned in the first game. I mean, I, I knew that she came from uh, a Bill Lambeer uh, coached defensive system. So I knew that she would understand uh, how we want to play in the gaps and um, you know, that, that, that would, that would be an easy, and, and, and Vicki Johnson spent a lot of time uh, coaching, but I didn't necessarily, you know, peg her to be somebody that, uh, that we would depend upon heavily. But if you look at our, you know, prior to getting uh, Lasia, um, you know, the plan was for Kayla and Ariel uh, to sort of man the perimeter and, and uh, Ariel's energy and effort was going to be, I thought we would count on maybe a little bit more than Kayla and Kayla's matchups could move around a little bit, but AP would be the one that we would count on uh, defensively. And obviously we don't have AP. So then now that leaves Kayla uh, very first game. Uh, she gets off the plane and we're playing Phoenix and she's got to guard Diana Trossi. She's not been in training camp. Uh, but again, you know, I tell her, this is what we do. This is how we play. Uh, you know, we're going to shell help and play the gaps. Um, you know, this is, this is what we do. If, if you get taken into the post uh, and then your assignment with Diana Trossi, here's what we're looking to do. And literally in the game, she did everything exactly uh, as you'd want her, want her to do and defend it the way that, that we wanted to do it. And I thought she made it hard, um, you know, all through the game. And the only, the only thing we didn't get done was the last shot that Diana hit to, to win the game here. Uh, but, uh, you know, from that day, I said to her, and then even uh, in the subsequent practices, uh, how she gets through a, a, a pick and roll situation was a great example for our team because we weren't doing it as well. And then now we had someone to look to and say, you got to do it like Kayla does it. Uh, she has a sense of urgency. And again, it's from years of playing. Uh, and I think that, you know, that in her interview, she talked about just last night that uh, when you're a scorer, uh, you know what you don't like. And, you know, you study the, the person that you're guarding and you know what they want to do. And Kayla's very good at identifying those things and trying to keep you out of it. Uh, and I just appreciate that she takes great pride in that side of the ball because it's incredibly valuable. So the first thing you always notice about Kayla is the quick release on her shots, even her longer shots. Uh, the other thing that has, I guess, mildly surprised me is her ability to hit that very difficult running one hand uh, floating bank shot. Uh, that, that's not an easy shot. Is that something she always had? Yeah, she has. And, and I'll tell you, it's, it's actually, 
it's been our, um, you know, contention is too strong of a word, a point of education uh, with Kayla, because when you use it, where you use it uh, makes it more efficient versus not. Um, the thing we worked on with Kayla is she likes to use that thing from 15 feet mm-hmm. <laughs> and we don't like that. Uh, and so if you notice what she's worked really hard on, Katie's worked really hard on uh, with Kayla is when you come off a screen and you're, and you're 15, 17 feet away, that's a two foot stop. Two foot, gather yourself and shoot it and take the hit, which is what you did last night. She came around a screen, two foot stop. You're, you're feeling heat behind you and you can't fear the contact. You want the contact. You want to go to the foul line. She shoots 98% from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it happened last night. She turned the corner. Alicia Gray, had, you have to go over the screen with K-Mac. So you have them right where you want them. But, but that's a, you know, imagine yourself, you know, coming off a screen and somebody's chasing you from behind. You don't know where they are. And so the tendency is to abandon the ball quicker. Uh, and you don't want that. I don't want abandoned shots. I want two foot, shoot it, sometimes shot fake it. They crash into you, go to the foul line. Uh, and so last night, you know, that, that is an example of what we've been working on. And then if you are going to go to the basket, um, she's got a good float game from four to six feet. That's the time to use the floater. Uh, and, then, you know, she was getting to the basket. Uh, she, you know, she's using her shot credibility for uh, a long closeout, attacking, going all the way to the rim and not fearing the contact. And uh, so that's a part of her game that that we really targeted that we want to get better at. And here we are. I don't know how many games into about a little over halfway uh, in her first season together, and she's applying those things. And what she said in her interview post-Phoenix game is um, that she, it's coming all together now. We're putting it all together. And, and I don't expect her to average, you know, uh, 20 points a game. Um, but what I expect is how she does it. Um, it's not going to be her night every night with the ball going in the hole. But I look at not whether it's a make or a miss. How did it, you know, how did we get there? What was the quality of the shot? Uh, and that's what Kayla's really embracing. And she seems to have a, a really good personality, too. I mean, you see a lot more of her than we do, but just even on Zoom calls, she comes across very well. Yeah. I mean, she's she's passionate about her teammates, passionate about being a Minnesota Lynx, and, um, you know, wants to carry on the the culture of the Lynx, of, of winning and being selfless and being a great teammate and all those things. And so, you know, those things we knew, uh, you know, which is why we wanted her to be a part of this. And, you know, your selection of people, is the single most important thing an organization does. Uh, and, and we've prided ourselves in that, and, and we hit it out of the park with Kayla McBride. Thanks to Rudy Luther Toyota, sponsor of the Cheryl Reef Show. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. Also, a reminder, I'm doing my own show on the network now, Blocked Media with Jim Suhan. Michelle Redmond was my guest recently. Uh, we've had Lindsey Whalen on this week. Chris Hine, basketball writer from the Star Tribune, is on, and he talks a lot about Carl Nassib, some really good stuff in there. Check that show out as well. On this show, we want to thank Successful Marketing Group, 
you've been hearing about them for a long time. Hey, Glory here with Successful Marketing Group. As you know, I work with local businesses, and right now, I'd love your help in supporting local Twin Cities restaurants. This month, I'd like to spotlight Day by Day Cafe. They've been a St. Paul institution since 1980. My daughter and I have been going there for almost 20 years. They're family-owned and loved for their scratch kitchen breakfast and magical outdoor patio with koi pond. Oh, and their new wood-fired pizzas are a big hit. Go to my Instagram at SuccessfulBizOwners for more info on them. Uh, also, thank Cara Quinn, your local realtor, CaraQuinnRealtor.com. Uh, my wife just got a, a great job, uh, so we were considering moving, and my first call was to Cara, and she immediately knew things off the top of her head that you just can't get by scrolling around the internet or going to you know, a large realtor site. Uh, she is an expert. Uh, we're going to go visit some homes with Cara on Saturday. I'll keep updated on what that process is like, but it's uh, just a pleasure to be able to deal with somebody I trust. CaraQuinnRealtor.com. You can also find her at VibeMN, uh, VibeMN.com, which is the uh, realty group she works with. Uh, and also, if you can, we really recommend getting out and seeing the Legends Classic. Uh, the, the Meadows of Mystic Lake. It's going to be early August. Go to legendsclassicmn.com for tickets and information. They're also looking for volunteers, and we appreciate them sponsoring the show. Uh, I know I asked you last week, but just to check back in, Achanwa and, uh, and Powers, any new timetable up for either of them? No, no new updates. Um, you know, we know it's post-Olympic, so, you know, we're just locked in on, you know, these these next uh, couple games on the road, and then everybody's going to get a chance to uh, get a little vacation in, regroup. Obviously, the Natalie and uh, Bridget will be with Canada, and and we've got a couple Olympians. But then the others, like an Aerial Power, is just going to be working really hard to be in great shape. There's no excuse for her not to be. A uh, hand injury means a lot of lower leg work, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then also off hand work, which you know is a silver lining. Um, but but those you know those players will be evaluated once we get to the other side of that. And obviously Chuck Barda and his uh, Brandy Blue Arm on the training staff, they're just going to work. Uh, tirelessly making sure that um, they you know that that uh, AP and anybody else that's going through stuff um, it has a chance to come out of the break strong. Um, if I could, Jim, if I could revisit the Kayla McBride stat yeah. that was so impressive, I didn't yeah. do it justice. Uh, uh, but in, oh, in Minnesota Lynx history, the 25 points, um, so 25 plus points, five plus rebounds, five plus assist games in Minnesota Lynx history, uh, it's only been done by seven players. Um, uh, Maya Moore has 11 of those, uh, mm-hmm. the Collier has two, Sill has two, Betty Lennox has two, Lindsay Whalen, uh, and now Kayla McBride. Uh, so it, it's only been done by seven players, as you can see multiple games. Now only the fourth such game, uh, where that same player only has, uh, or had zero turnovers. So only wow. the fourth such game. So that's how impressive, uh, that, that game was for us last night. Wow. That's a great stat. I love good stats. I love coaches that love good stats. Some, you know, sometimes, <laughs> certainly, sometimes you talk to coaches, they just don't want to get into stats or they just aren't interested. I love that. I love that, uh, that you get that in depth on it. It means it's, it's a great motivating tool, isn't it? It is. And, and, and I've just always been somebody that, that, that loves that. And I am so fortunate. Uh, I know we've talked about Paul Swanson before, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he is just the, you know, kind of the brains behind the operation, if you will. 
of analytics. And uh, he just is constantly providing us with great information that we use. It's just such a tremendous tool. Uh, and then in times like these, it just allows you to, you know, recognize players for the greatness uh, that they are when they have such games and and we understand their place in history and we like to celebrate those things. Uh, so Paul, Paul Swanson's work is invaluable to us, not only in preparing for opponents, but also celebrating uh, the great stats uh, when our team does put it together like that. Let us now remind people that uh, unfortunately at this stage in the WNBA, you're not taking private charters everywhere you go. You have quite the uh, travel schedule coming up here. Yeah, we so we're gonna get on a plane today. We you know we just got back from the West Coast. We just did our Phoenix, uh, where we were in Phoenix for a few days, five days I think it was long. <laughs> it was long. Uh, came home, played a go- game, and uh, you know then we go back out uh, to the West Coast. So we're gonna you know jump on a plane here in a few hours and uh, go out to Vegas, play a game tomorrow night, get on a plane the next day on Saturday, go to L.A. Uh, and play in L.A. Uh, Sunday evening at 6 o'clock. And, uh, and then that begins the break for the players. All-Star Game will be coming up just a few days later. Uh, players are free at that point to you know, kind of either come back to Mini and, and, and do whatever or, or leave from L.A. I personally will be heading back on a red eye um, uh, you know, and, and uh, turning around going back to Vegas on Monday uh, in the afternoon. Uh, but I'll come back here, drop my Lynx bag, pick up my USA basketball bag, pick up some family uh, and head out to Vegas and we'll be out there for a week. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really lucky. I, I get to have a chance to have, uh, my mom, my brother, uh, my sister-in-law, my wife, my kid, uh, my niece. Uh, and so I get to get a, you know, a little bit of family time, soak that up before the send off, uh, to, to Tokyo, uh, which we'll leave on the 19th to go over to Tokyo. And we are Rachel Blanton and myself are leaving, uh, to go over on the 19th as well. Rachel and I will be covering, uh, the, U.S. Team USA and, of course, the Lynx connections there, as well as all the other great Minnesota athletes will be over there. Uh, I think I'm looking forward to it. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out what it's going to be like when we get there. Who knows what the heck it's going to be like. Uh, um, so you're, are you pretty happy with your defense right now, or is it still a work in progress? Well, it's always a work in progress, and, and any time the defensive rating is above 100, um, I'm not happy. Um, but I will say this when, um, you know, th- those were two really good offensive teams playing last night um, that and especially of late um, you know, the last you know five games for us. Now, our offensive rating is, is um, near the top of the league. We're in the top two or three over the last five games. Dallas is tops. Um, and so that was a team that we knew, you know, we, we told our team in preparation for them, look, they're going to score. And. Uh, you know, we're going to have our schemes, you know, play our butts off in our schemes. Um, now, we were really locked in on making sure to keep them out of transition and keep them off the glass. Uh, we did keep them out of transition. We actually outscored them 20 to 7 in transition, which was a huge stat for us. Uh, when we did turn the ball over, it didn't produce. This is the first game in a long time that it didn't produce uh, big numbers uh, uh, for our opponent. So that was a big key. We did not keep them off the glass. Uh, in terms of number of rebounds, they got one above their average. They got their 10 offensive rebounds. But again, they didn't produce points off of it. So we uh, believe we were tied in the second chance points category. And we thought that was really, really important. Um, and in terms of our schemes, I, I thought we, you know, I told the group, look, you're going to play your schemes. You're going to play them hard and they're still going to score. They're still going to make tough shots. Um, you know, somebody's going to step up and make a three that you wanted to take the three, but they made it. You can't worry about those things. They had 46 points at halftime. Uh, but how they got their 46 points by half was we had 11 turnovers. And so we should, you have to go toe to toe with a team like that. 
and we had just uh, I, I, maybe what I forget we had 38 points at at, uh, at the half. Um, you know, you got you got to be able to score more than that. You know, you weren't going to reach 80 uh, by having 11 turnovers if you've repeated the the same thing in the second half. So uh, I thought we were we were we were solid defensively, but what we talked about was at some point in the game, our defense will be our separator because we've shown that we can be a very good defensive team in that same stretch of five games um, or four games prior to this game last night. Uh, the defensive rating was below a hundred for the first time all season. We strung the ga- strung games together. Um, you know, Phoenix was, uh, they really struggled uh, to score defensive rating in that last game was like an 83, which is just tremendous. And so we had it at about 98, uh, which is the best all season in terms of stringing games. And uh, Dallas did, has not had that run. And so what we said was at some point in the game, it's going to happen. It might be, you know, in the fourth quarter. And that's exactly what happened. We held them to 14 points in the fourth quarter. And it allowed us to, you know, uh, take, you know, take control of the game, you know, get that lead and then get to the finish line with it. And it was because of our defense. Did you enjoy Link's night at Target Field? I was there that night. It was 97 degrees, but, you know, you picked a good game. It was a heck of a game. We did. Yeah, it was a really good game. We we always enjoy that and our friends over at the Twins. And um, it was a nice team outing. Uh, you know, as we mentioned, you know, a lot of travel and, you know, a lot of things when you do come back to town, you know, getting our hair done and, you know, kind of getting our stuff together because we know we're going back on the road again for a long time. Um, it was It was really fun to – just kind of get together and do something non-basketball related and hang out. And, uh, they, you know, they treated us great. We had, we had a good suite and, uh, you know, players, players were there for a long time. They, they really enjoyed, uh, being out in the ballpark. And like you said, watching a really good game. Anything else you want to get to today? Sometimes we talk about social justice. Sometimes we just add, add an extra basketball thought, anything on your mind? Well, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I always kind of say, I want to make sure that we acknowledge our, our great fans, um, Every, every time you hear a player interview an opponent player uh, and they talk about, they know when they come in here what kind of environment it's going to be. And that just makes me so proud when I hear that from opposing teams. It's not just us saying about our, our own fans. Uh, it's acknowledged uh, universally in the WNBA. And um, I, I just want to thank our fans for hanging in there uh, through the, you know, sort of the seating arrangements and having tarps and all of that. And when we return, from the Olympic hiatus, we will be back to full capacity, uh, floor seats. Fans get back to the seats that they so love and they've had for so many years. Uh, and I just want to commend them for their patience through that and bringing it for us every night we come to Target Center. Our fans, our, our players appreciate it. Uh, and I just want to make sure our fans know how much they are appreciated. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that atmosphere. I'm looking forward to be able to move around Target Field, Target Center a little bit more. And by the way, when I was uh, emailing with Kara yesterday, she was saying we were going back and forth. She said, oh, I got to shut down. I'm going to the Lynx game. <laughs> Way to go, Kara. I love it. Thank you, Cheryl. Talk to you soon.